triggers an infestation or a, a breakout of a, of a mold or, or something like that, it happens because of a variation within the canopy. So with our technology, they can zero in and find out where those anomalies are. From MJ Bulls Media, it's the Raising Cannabis Capital Show. Today we're joined by Bob Puller, the Chief Financial Officer of Urban Grow, which is a systems integrator and agricultural technology company. Bob, thanks for being on the MJ Bulls podcast. Thank you. Glad it's, to be here. Well, you're going to need to bear with me today because just by watching what Urban Grow is doing and how much you provide to cultivation facilities, we need to take this thing a little bit slow. Otherwise, you're going to overwhelm everybody. So let's, sure. so let's start off with explaining what a systems integrator does. Okay. I, I like to consider ourselves as the IBM of cannabis. What that really means is we take disparate technologies and systems, and through our expertise in design and engineering, we stitch those things together. What we do in a nutshell is we help large cultivators scale. I'm assuming that you have a design team to help these people scale up their organizations. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, and that's really where we start. We'll get a, a blueprint of the building and the mechanical, electrical, and plumbing layout, and we'll take that and start to design the flow of water from the walls all the way to each individual plant. So if you think about it, for like a 100,000 square foot grow, we design the flow of water, nutrients, and fertilizer to a bench, which there can be hundreds of benches. If you can imagine what a blueprint would look like, moving water from a massive tank, mixing that with fertilizer and nutrients in the proper dosage, and we're talking about like a parts per million basis, and then taking that directly to each individual plant. So it's, it's very complicated, requires great detail and analysis, and we really need strong engineers to help calculate you know, the flow of water and those nutrients. I'm on your website right now, and which by the way, it's a very nice website, but you're a one-stop shop. I mean, you have everything from irrigation and benches and sensors and lighting and the lighting we, we have a hps thousand watt fixture that is our own light tavo gutierrez who's one of the co-founders designed that light we have a sense and control technology that we've been building over the past year and a half, and that light incorporates that technology internally. So what, what it basically allows a grower to do is dim the light individually and wirelessly to better meet the characteristics of whatever type of strain of cannabis or any high-value crop that, that someone is trying to grow. I mean, I'm reading about your software and your technology and how you, not just the lighting, but you integrate all aspects of the grow. We've invested in these sensors, and the sensors are really cool. So we're capable of putting 2,000 sensors within a 400-square-foot area. You, you can't do that with Wi-Fi or Bluetooth or any of the other technologies. What those sensors do, they measure three environmental variables, temperature, humidity, and air pressure. And so we put those above and within the canopy. You've seen a grow, so you know how dense that canopy gets. But what the sensors do is it gives us an in internal readings on environmental characteristics that are going on within that canopy. So if there's an infestation or a, a breakout of a, of a mold or, or something like that, it happens because of a variation within the canopy. 
So with our technology, they can zero in and find out where those anomalies are. And through, you know, maybe just adjusting a fan or fixing a light, they can actually, you know, manage it a little bit better. Yeah, and we also have on the docket for in the first quarter of a substrate sensor that you stick in the soil or the cocoa, and we were able to read another six additional variables as it relates to the soil. So it's really, it's big data play, right? So we're pulling together the characteristics of the environment, of what's happening in the soil. With our investment in this controls technology, we can trace back to, you know, when was it watered? When was it fed? What fertilizers were used? And from a big data perspective, you can really take that information and start to see, man, when we played with this variable or, you know, let's say we decided to use a little less nutrients, a little more fertilizer here, and it resulted in a much better yield or higher concentration of THC or whatever. It's basically we're recording all of that stuff and we can go back, find out what we did and repeat it. Wow. Because of the data, it's, it allows a grower to be you know, more scientific in how they approach this. And the cool thing, Dan, is that this isn't just limited to cannabis. I think we're, we're very lucky to be able to play in the space where there's a lot of desire for technological innovation, but there's also enough margin for these guys to go ahead and start to experiment with these things. Ultimately, our goal is we get this technology to scale and we take it over to, you've heard of like vertical grows in major cities or other types of indoor farming that happen in urban areas. So there's yeah. there's a huge play here and cannabis just gives us the opportunity to perfect the technology. Then this isn't pie in the sky. These are some real research around the idea of this urban farming feeding a, a fast growing population around the world. Yeah. And you're not doing it with government subsidies or anything. This is, you know, this is just because the money, right? <laughs> Right, right? You're actually yeah, they can't do it in, in ag because the margins are so low. It's right? it's actually the opposite of government subsidies. You're right. <laughs> exactly. It's the reverse. And you yep. and this and it's working. Oh yeah. my gosh. Well that's good. Well, speaking of funding, how, how are you paying for all this expansion? Are you raising capital? We had a raise in October. We went out for 2.5. We were oversubscribed. We, I think we came in around 2.7. But that raise was part of direct public offering, which is a little different than an IPO. So sold the shares in October. Those shares become the float for our offering, which hopefully will happen in the next month or two. As we go public here and as we start to realize the, this, the strong demand for things like our proprietary light, our controls, our sense and control technology, we are currently in discussions with about three separate funds to raise uh, $5 million. So the Urban Grow website address is urban-gro.com. Bob, can you tell our listeners how they can find information about your technology company? It's called soleitech.ag, and it really gets into our proprietary technology on this. I'm going to have all this information on the MJ Bulls website. Bob, this has been great. I am really impressed. I shouldn't say I shouldn't say impressed because I knew about your company. I just I really wasn't aware of how deeply involved with the process you were. And I'm very impressed. Thanks for a lot for being on the show. Absolutely, yeah. And everyone thinks of Urban Grow as a distributor, and that's old news. We think we're we're meeting a very strong unmet need in the market, and think this guy's a wonderful. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Thanks again, Bob.
Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Season one of Dope History is now available at dopehistory.com. Dope History weaves you through the lives of those who have been touched by cannabis or have had an influence on the events that shaped our laws or relationships with this plant. You'll hear tales from Frenchie Cannoli, Keith Strop, Eddie Lepp, Tom Alexander, Ed Rosenthal, Wolf Seagull, Jorge Cervantes, and Tommy Chong. Available now at dopehistory.com.